Hello, welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Islander, National Sales Manager for Bone Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bone Training. And I'll try not to breathe too hard because I know it upsets Wayne, the old tool. Hey, you old demented monkey. How you doing? Old <laughs> monkey. You ever watch uh, King of Queens? Love that show. The funniest episode I've ever seen is the... The old man, which I love the old man, I can't remember, uh, Arthur, he overheard his son talking about uh, about him on the telephone, and his son called him an old demented, old demented circus monkey. And he heard him, but he wasn't sure if he quite heard him or not. So then he started calling everybody an old demented circus monkey. Like, that was just like a thing he told everybody. Uh, but his dad was, his, his, step, or his uh, father-in-law was giving him the cold shoulder. I just thought it was one of the funniest damn episodes. That was a funny, that was a really funny show. Yeah. I, I was sorry to see that one go. Yep. So, how was your weekend? What'd you do? It was, it was okay. Uh, pretty uneventful. Went to, um, went to a, a little bit of a party at uh, my sister-in-law's house. It started out pretty good. But, um, you know, it was the strangest thing. Uh, it was uh, her, me and Judy, and then she invited this other couple. It was a mother and a daughter. Uh, it wasn't really a party. It was like a dinner, right? And she's, she's a wonderful cook, right? So it was me and Judy, her sister, and this mother-daughter team that came over for, for dinner, right? I, who I'd never met before. And is cooking all day, making a nice dinner, whatever. And then she puts the appetizers out on the table, Okay. Some of the, and she's a great cook. One of the appetizers is like asparagus, like charred asparagus or whatever. And she had this sauce that she made for them, really fancy sauce, right? I thought, oh, I love asparagus. I'm looking forward to this. So they kind of pass them around. The, the lady that I don't know takes one, takes a bite, and double dips. Okay. So that catches my attention right away. Her daughter takes one. She also double dips. My sister-in-law takes one and she does the same. The, the evening is ruined. You know what I mean? Did they, never, a, did they never see the Seinfeld episode? Nobody, I don't know, but nobody. Did, how did you not know? That, that's changed the world for everybody. That Seinfeld episode about double dipping, change it, well, change it for me. I never do it again. It, how in this day and age do you know that's not right? I just, and it's not that now I don't want any, okay? I just don't want any now. But now I also want to stand up and go, what the hell's the matter with you people? What kind of animal would do that? You don't know me. I don't know you. Like if Judy did, Judy would never do that. You should have stuck your finger right in there, swirled around. Yeah, yeah. There. Now, okay? Yeah. Are we all, all happy right. now? Everybody happy? Yeah, we're all going to die from the same thing. Yeah. Way to I'm, pass COVID around, everybody. Yeah, yeah. And then I we came home, and then on Sunday, I, I, I something of all these all the years that I've, 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 I've had this cat. We only have the one female cat. Of all the years I, I, I've had, I've noticed that that's something that she does this weekend, and I've tried it out several times, and I wasn't aware of this. If she's sitting down on the couch, no matter if it's, if the couch is five feet long. No matter where I come and sit down on the couch, she'll get up and leave right away. And, and I, it happens every single time. 
if she's sitting on the couch and I sit next to her, she'll get up and leave. If, if I sit on the farthest end of the couch, she'll look at me and get up and leave. Are you sure it's just the cat or it's just not women in general? No, it's the cat. I mean, it's not good for your self-esteem, Rob. And you know, my, my it's wife- It's pretty rotten if a cat can bring you down. Well- If a cat wife, can bring down your self-esteem- You got problems. You already I, have problems. I think there's other issues going on. Yeah. Maybe that's the truth. <laughs> but when I, um, you know, you know what hand warmers are when you go fishing? Like you get hand warmers you, you, and you open up the package and you, you activate them. Yeah. And they, they still warm all day, right? So um, my wife has never, never, you know, lived in California. You don't need hand warmers, right? She's never, never experienced them before in her life. So I came home from fishing one day and they were in my pocket. So she reached in my pocket to, you know, she's cleaning stuff up, whatever. And she goes, oh my God, what are these? I said, oh, they're hand warmers. She goes, oh my God, these are fantastic. How, how'd you get these? I said, well, you got a Bass Pro Shop. She goes, I, I, I have to have these. Since then, she uses them. She's uh, she's got them all the time, right? But she also pets the cat with them, the hand warmers, because she wants the cat. She goes, look, the, how much the cat loves it. So she watches TV, and the cat is laying on Judy, and they, they, she got the hand warmers, and she's rubbing the cat with the hand warmers. It's the craziest I've ever seen in my life. You know what's amazing is no matter what either of us say, we can come up with a story about it. Well, it's life, man. It's life. It's crazy. Yep. Okay. Two years ago, I'm out using the snowblower. We had a storm and I'm snowblowing the driveway. And I came in and I said to Pauline, you know, I, the only thing that really gets cold on me is my hands. Everything else is always fine. My feet are, all, uh, you know, but it's my hands. Mm-hmm. And Pauline swears by hand warmers. And she goes, really? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. She gets hand warmers for everybody has them. If I said so, she could produce hand warmers right now. So one day I'm complaining to her about how cold my hands were. And she said, yeah, well, because I wasn't done. Mm-hmm. She goes, try these hand warmers. I go, if there's a day ever that I would become the ultimate wuss mm-hmm. and use a hand warmer, it's not going to happen. Ever. Yeah. Okay. I'm a man. Now there you testosterone, yeah. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Never am I going to use a hand warmer, ever. Well, one day it's pretty cold. I tried those hand warmers. Yeah, it'll change your life. Oh yeah, it'll change your life. Yeah, I I mean I feel you know, not like the elder mm-hmm. testosterone male yeah. when I use them, but I don't care. But those things when I'm out there, yeah, no blowing. Those things are unbelievable. I was shocked how good they were. In all seriousness, do you still think you have testosterone? I'm working real hard on it. <laughs> it's. I, I said that because I've been reading articles on it. Mm-hmm. We're in trouble at our age. There's a lot of things you got to do to keep that up. Really? Yeah. Easy now. Yeah, you just naturally start losing it when you hit your 60s, so... I, yeah, I got to start reading about that. But what the hell are you going to do could, about it? We could do, I, I've been reading so much, we could do a whole show yeah. on testosterone. Yeah. You know, you ever see an old man fight? Listen, old men know how to fight. Some of them. Some of them, they think in their head they know how to fight until they actually have to fight. 
Until they take a swing, yeah. Yeah, and then it's like, whoa, dude. Yeah, it's, it's going to end real bad. Well, you know, we're old men. Are you we? and I are old men. Yeah, yeah, we're in our 60s. Yeah. We're there. It's hard to believe, man. But, you know, I think we've had this discussion before. You've been in fights, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a good amount of fights. I mean, you went all through Europe fighting everybody that you've had to meet. Only women in people. In Ireland. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Ireland. Didn't you fight in England too? Oh, and, and most, mostly in Ireland. <laughs> it's, yeah. Well, kids today don't fight. There, there's no. No, no there's, yeah. there's no fights anymore. There's sucker punches. Yes. There you go. But there's not yeah. two guys, you know, okay. So, yeah, I would, I would say that old guys know how to fight better than the younger generation coming up. Well, there's a caveat to that. I would say back in our day, if you're a, a kid growing up when we grew up, there's a 50% chance or more you're going to get in fights, probably. I would say that's fair, or probably more. Wouldn't you say 70, 75%? Yeah, I, I mean, that's uh, just going to happen. Uh, maybe 50. Okay, say 50. Somewhere in between there. Yeah. Okay. I'd say today it's like 10%. Yes. But the difference today is like you said, one is the sucker punching thing, you know, the knockout punches, or it, well, I love the expression they use in, in Europe is a, a coward's punch. A what? It's called a coward's punch. A coward's punch. And that's more <laughs> a, 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 accurately named. But there's the other part, too, is this MMA thing is crazy, man. People watch this MMA stuff and they're like they're they're extraordinary fighters, man, like crazy fighters. And I don't you know, their guys are out there, though, like those guys can land in any generation and be be trouble. You know what I mean? Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. But I'm so. just saying the guy who is not a trained professional. Yeah, I don't well. Well, here's the thing. There's more and more of these guys watching MMA and thinking that that's, you know, I, I, I got everything, every punch has got to be a knockout and everybody, every fight has to end in a knockout. You know, the other day, in our day, the fight was, and, and then, all right, look, I'll give you my lunch money. All right, I'm sorry. You know, it's over. You know, then you're done. You know, a little bit of humiliation and you go on with your day. Now it's going to be, yeah, the guy's got to be knocked out or it doesn't count. I mean, it's, it's awful. So this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. <laughs> What's the hardest punch you ever took? Hardest punch I ever took, I never felt. Yeah. yeah. Knocked got, you out? Uh, yes. <laughs> Whoa. Yes. Yes. 100%. Yep. Sucker punch or was it a fight uh, punch? No, it was a pretty good left hook. I did not see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a straight up knockout yep so oh man where was that how old were you i was uh 15 damn yep, yep. wrong your belt older kid bigger kid same uh size. much older yeah much oh, older. yeah, that's yeah. Terrible. yep but uh it's okay did I you lived. have it coming uh no i didn't have it coming i did not in, in deserve it in the slightest i had mine coming the one I got, I had it coming for sure. Uh, during a hockey game, I picked a fight with a guy just because I didn't like the way he looked. Well, that'll do it. Then you had it that, coming. Yeah, yeah, yep. 
And I go, that guy, even before the game started, I go, he's a dead man. And I squared off with him in front of our own net where you're not supposed to pick a fight in front of your own net. I didn't know that. No, you don't pick a fight in front of your net. You pick a fight in front of their net. That way you can score more goals. Oh, because... Yeah, you're supposed to keep everything clean in front of your net. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's what the coach was screaming at me about, too. You don't pick a fight in front of your own net. I was like, oh, I I didn't know that. You pay attention to what's going on. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. There are fights that will happen in front of your net, Mm -hmm. but you don't go picking one Mm -hmm. in front of your own net. That's what the coach told me anyways. So... I dropped my gloves, he dropped his gloves, and before I could get one punch in, this guy hit me in the face so hard. All I could, the explanation is just like somebody took a telephone pole and the end of the telephone pole mm-hmm. and just smashed me in the face with it. Like, wow. His fist had to be the size of a pumpkin. That's what it felt like. Wow. My whole face hurt. And uh, one of the guys on my team said he was laughing. He was laughing about it. And he goes, I've never seen anybody go down swinging the way you were swinging. <laughs> he goes, but when people say you, you went down swinging, you really did go down swinging, but it was hysterical because That's... it was a one punch fight. One punch. I didn't get knocked out, but mm-hmm. he laid me out. I was on the ground. My face hurt so bad from this one punch that now everybody jumped in and all I could think of was, please stop this fight, please. Yeah, yeah, I've had enough. Please get this guy (laughs) off of me. (laughs) And then I had the balls to go up to this guy after the game and go, hey man, no no problems, right? We're cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because yeah. I never, I never wanted to get, because we were going to play this team another time. You know, it was a small yeah. beer league. Yeah. So I was like, I never, ever. Um. All right. What we're going to talk about today, Rob, is, is uh, speaking of old and, and tools old. and uh, uh, the, some of the oldest tools that you see still, still see on job sites today. And um, it's amazing how much industry has changed in the, in the, the, the last few years. And, and really one of them, uh, believe it or not, is electric tools. One day I think people are going to say, gosh, remember when they get, they, they use electric tools for everything. Look at all the battery powered stuff that's out there. Now, my brothers don't use any, any cords to, to their, any of their chop saws or table saws, undercut saws. It's all battery now. Isn't that something? The amazing part about that is um, there was a time in my life where if somebody bought me a battery operated tool, I was pissed at them. Like, yeah, they're worthless. Okay. Don't ever waste your money again. I I, I don't build models. Okay. Mm -hmm. I I do man's work and I need a man's tool, men's tools you plug in. Okay. Uh, To me, the old, the first battery stuff was, I thought it was worthless. But today, yeah, today the battery stuff that they have today from the the first stuff that came out, wow, I'm couldn't be yeah. more blown away. I thought these were like for DUI or DUI DIY, do it yourself, do it yourself DIY folks when they first do came out. It yourself DIY, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
Like, I don't want to, I'm a professional, man. I, I want. Yes. I, I, yes. But now, like you said, the batteries are so much better and last so much longer and so much stronger. I think one day that the that there's going to be like, man, and, and the, the reason my brothers went that direction is they do a lot of, uh, of, of uh, for general contractors, that there's no, everybody's fighting over that one cord on the job. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's pain, painful. It's amazing how, it's amazing the change that I've seen in that. If you're going to talk about biggest changes, I would definitely say that was probably in your top three. Yeah, and that's only in the last number of years, five years or so, that it's really going swing in that direction. Um, like when they when when they came out with uh, battery operated skill saws and everything, I, I mean, I never thought we'd see the day. No, nope. ever. I didn't. I didn't think I would ever ever go that direction. I. It was to me. Nope. I'm not interested. Like and a battery operated chop saw. Who ever thought that we? Yeah. Would ever see a battery operated chop saw? Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Uh, all the hassle with the cords and all that stuff. It's so much easier and everything that uh, man. It's just it's really changed the game. So I think electricity, electric tools, uh, is going to be on that list pretty quick. Definitely. I'm going to go with, um, you want me to go another one or you want to do another one? I'll, I'll go. Cause I, I don't want you to take mine. I, I know what it's going to be. I know what you're going to, what is yeah. it? Drum Sanders. Drum Sanders. Yeah. You took it. There you well, go. You asked me. Thank you, said, you everybody. You said, this what is it? Another episode of on the floor with Wayne and Rob. You said, you said, stay okay. tuned for our next episode. Oh my God. <laughs> the drum sander. Really? Yeah, drum sanders, and people are still using them. Yep, I ha- I'm I am shocked how many people are still using drum sanders that come to the class. And you know something? Not a damn thing wrong with them. No, yep. I'll tell you what. You add the power drive to a drum sander. Mm-hmm. All that double sided disc or steel plates that we had to use to you know buff out chatter yep. marks. Yep. Man, now you just hit that with a yeah with your power drive. You're you're golden. The the addition of think about think about if we had the power drive back yeah. when we were running drum sanders. How yeah. much how how do you say this? How much less work? How much less? How little work we would have to have done? I mean, half the sand job of using a drum sander was getting the chatter marks out. Yeah, yeah. And the other half was worrying about them. Are they, <laughs> are they going to be noticeable? I think they're not going to be noticeable. I think you won't see it after the first coat. I think from this direction, you won't see him. Well, maybe. Uh, yeah. So yeah. If whatever you, have, you do, don't look at that at the, in the sunlight. Okay. I, I think the power drive uh, or the, 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 the old drum sammer can, should standards can give a nod to the power drive because they've kept them going. I really do think that. Now, listen, there's a lot of guys that have t- that my brothers still use a drum sander and they, they can fine tune that thing in like no other. And it runs great and uh, whatever. But one of the downside was the chatter marks. I mean, let's face it. I mean, you know, and, and um, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. We know what, what causes chatter marks and what doesn't cause it, whatever. But if you I mean, put the paper on right, 
Well, that's you know? part of it. Yeah. Too many people would over tighten that drum paper. Yeah, you got to back and it And then off. make the slot two inches rather than a half an inch. Yeah. You know, and that, so it wasn't like you would eliminate the chatter mark, but you can make yeah. them much smaller and easier to get out. Yes, but they were always, uh, they always nagged at you, right? I mean. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. They, you always had to consider them. So I think the power drive will actually keep those sanders around. You can feel better about having your, your drum sander because of the power drive. I think, my opinion, my brothers, uh, they power drive every single job now, and they are as old school as it gets. Uh, so yeah, I agree with you. Drum sander is what probably you know one of the oldest tools you'll see on a job site now, and I never knock them. I always say it's the guy behind the machine. You know how to use your machine. You know how that machine runs and how to dial that in, and 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 uh, uh, it's the guy behind the machine. So and now a lot of those issues that you may get from that machine, the a power drive will, will will knock out. So you're right. We just breathe breath breathed new life into a drum sander i think so you throw a power drive in with a drum sander mm -hmm. man oh man there so you, you go can, you can hang on to that machine a hell of a lot longer yeah and uh i will never knock them i mean i know guys sometimes knock them and they and and some of the hey listen we sell we sell machines too um and you know the bright shiny new bells and everything but damn it I I see I I almost give a nod of respect when I see a guy who runs an old drum sander. I a lot of times I think that's probably a pretty damn good floor sander right there. You know who doesn't knock them? The who? guys who are running them. Yeah, I think the guys who are knocking them are guys who have never run one before, or maybe tried to attempt to put paper on or something. But what what the built sanders did for the industry, I think it made it a quicker curve to get a guy up to sanding a floor because even just putting the belt on like you're right loading the loading the drum sander with paper is a bit of an art you know that was I mean? 70 percent yes that you was 70 percent of learning how to run the drum sander was getting the paper on i had an old timer who was training us charlie duran the old most miserable old french man you ever met in your life and he said to, he would say that to all the new guys 70% of this machine is learning how to get the paper on. The rest yep. is easy. You put the shim in there and you back it off. It is the right right grit shim, the whole That's nine right. yards, cutting the paper. Uh, and then when the belt sanders came along, you just simply slide a belt in, close the door, snap it, boom, you're going. Uh, so they did. They, they helped the industry out. I, don't, I actually don't knock belt sanders either, by the way. I, I, they've been good for the industry. And if I, was, if I had a company where I had 10 guys working for me, and I had a choice between drawing a, draw, buying drum sanders or belt sanders, I buy the belt sander because I think it's more consistent. It's easier to get guys up to speed, uh, in my opinion. But I will never knock a belt sand, a drum sander. And some of these belt sanders, shoot, Wayne, some of these drum sanders have been on the job now for many generations. Oh, yeah. So, oh, my God, yeah. What an amazing tool. I mean, whatever they cost back in the day, talk about an investment that pays off and, and what have you. You know, back in the day, we bought that thing for, I mean, depending on how far you go back, you need 1200 bucks, and you got, you're using that machine for 30 years. Did you ever see a machine called the Porter Cable F89? I had a Porter Cable, but I don't know what, 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 uh, what, what uh, model it was. Okay, so back in the day, 
it was the Porter Cable F89, which then turned into the, I think it was the Clark 504. Same exact kind of setup, chassis and everything. It just got bigger. And then hey. Galaxies turned into the 504. Yeah, yeah. They were all, because at one time at the, my showroom at Hoboken, I set all three machines next to each other, and they were exactly mm -hmm. the same machine, just bigger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Same yep. chassis, same frame, same um, head pressure adjustment. It was it was funny. Anyways, we had this old Porta-Cable F89 that was in, literally, it was in milk crates. Okay? It was just pieces, parts, and milk crates. So I put it together, put it all together, put a new drum on it, shined it up. And now that little, remember that little machine, that little F89, it had yep. the switch on it for 120. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, 110 yes, yes. and 220, right? Yep, yep. Well, that machine is still used today in New York City. Hmm. There's some guys who love that machine because it's yeah. small enough to get into elevators and stuff. Yeah. But it still packs a wallop, you know, it's mm -hmm. still a 220 sander. So when you're saying about how how long these things last, okay, I put it together, like I said, cleaned it up, painted it. I ended up selling it for 1500 bucks, And this was years and years ago, early 2000s, right? I sold it for 1500 bucks. And I said to, uh, you know, I saw my grandfather, I don't know, a few weeks later, and I said, hey, Grandpa, you know that old F-89 that was in the milk crates? I go, I put it together, sold it for 1500 bucks. He said, oh, I think I paid 600 bucks for that brand new. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. Um, I was on vacation one time in Kentucky, and a friend of a friend was there, and I you know, told him I, I, I did hard floors. He goes, oh, man, he goes, uh, my uncle does hardwood floors. He's the only one that does them around here, and, he, and he's, he doesn't want to do them anymore. He's got a machine he wants to sell. So I said, all right, I'll look at it. It was a 12-inch uh, American, you know, the old 12-inch, the big heavy ones. He had that. He had a black cord with it, and he had a brand-new box of 80 grit and 100 grit. And I went, yeah, the machine looked like it was in good shape. I said, what do you want for it? He goes, man, I got to get 300 bucks. Oh, I said, no, right, you can do that. And oh. um, used it for 20 some odd years and sold it for 3,800 bucks. I was just going to say, when you said 300 bucks, every, any gym guy who was driving at the time almost yeah. drove off the road when he heard yeah. that. And the, and the rolls of paper, almost complete roll, you know, almost a full roll of 80 grit and 100 grit. Uh, I mean, oh. that alone was worth half that. So um, now that, that was a no 12-inch American Lincoln. Yeah. I think you've seen the old picture of me running one of those. Yeah, yeah. Now, not the rear wheel, but, you know, the other two wheels, the two mm -hmm. chassis wheels. Yeah. Were they single wheels or dual wheels? They were single wheels. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because we used to run that had dual wheels on the bowling alley so you could mm -hmm. hang the drum over the edge. Nice. And get a... You know, a nice yeah. full cut on each yeah. side. I've seen them. Um, so, okay. So, um, so mine was a drum sander. Yeah. What do you got next? Uh, travel points. Travel points, just like the drum sander, they're timeless. Um, 
I mean, with all the lasers and all the other stuff, you, you'll never get more accurate than a set of trammel points. And, 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 uh, I think you can get a set for 20 bucks or 28 bucks. I mean, you can get some really fancy, nice ones, but holy smokes, man. I mean, if you're doing layout, uh, you can't bet, especially herringbone or any of those type of chevron floors or whatever. Yeah, you can't beat a set of travel points. It's a must-have, and it's, they're as old as time, and they will always be on a job site. They'll nothing will, re- will replace them. So, Isn't it amazing how many chevron and herringbone floors are being put in now? Mm-hmm. I I am blown away by it. Yeah, I, 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 I love how it. that thing came back. Yep. It's one of the changes in the industry. We've gotten away from yeah. borders. Guys don't do borders anymore. Or if they do, it's like one, you know, one eighty inch wide plank around the floor or whatever. You don't I mean I mean you'll see some borders, but not a lot. It's still these open concept rooms, big open rooms. So where do you put your craftsmanship? Where do you do something different and separate yourself? And one way guys are finding to do it is uh chevron floors and herringbone floors and oh, I just think they're sensational, man. So and you know, guys in Europe, I love watching YouTube videos of, of installers across the country doing things differently. And I'm amazed sometimes. I'll see someone in some country using the most ragtag, most uh, uh, World War Three, World War World War One equipment, and and I mean just garbage, and turning out beautiful floors with it. You know what I mean? And you them doing herringbone is so second nature to them that they don't they're just like boom, boom, boom. It's automatic. They don't even think about it, and because that's they've been doing it for so long. And now in, in America now, we're seeing more guys doing herringbone floors and getting past the, 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 the discomfort of doing them and getting that comfort zone and, and uh, learning how important layout is and everything and staying on, online. And so, yeah, I love it. We, um, we did a school in Mexico City oh, years and years and years ago. And it was done through the NWFA. I was one of the instructors. And um, our equipment never made it through the border all our sanding equipment so when we were done done the installation part we still had no you know and we had like 80 to 100 people coming to these classes and we're like what the hell are we going to do so that night that we finished all the install we said to the class hey if there's anybody who has you know some sanding equipment we sure could use a hand all our stuff is hung up at the border so one guy raises his hand he tells the translator yeah tell these guys i have an edger another guy he raises his hand he's got a buffer and then another guy said uh, i can bring in my drum sander so i was like oh okay we got one set of equipment for 80 people but here we go so the guys start coming in to the next day at the class the guy who said he had an edger handed me a grinder oh my gosh that's what he sands floors with is a grinder wow okay now the other guy brings in an old buffer but it was an old buffer it was fine Mm -hmm. yeah but then a guy brings in a floor sander eight inch sander that was made by otis elevator wow okay and the switch on it was like you know when you see somebody in the old movies they got the the kill switch when they're going to electrocute somebody yeah, in the yeah, chair yeah, and they yeah. got the boom right <laughs> yeah, yeah. he had a miniature one of those on his machine and that's how he turned it on so when you flip the thing it would arc right wow. and go 
match. And Daniel Boone, I was with Daniel Boone in that school. And Boone looks at me and he goes, now we're going to show him how American Santa Flora with anything. <laughs> and I'll never forget that. As long as I live, I was like, you know, I'm thinking, ah, uh, we are screwed. Mm-hmm. And Boone is like, no way. We are going to show them that American can Santa Flora. That's what we're here for. And uh, it ended up being one of the best schools ever. And we did it with Mexican equipment. It still nice. made those floors look good. Nice. And I, you know, and hats off to people that, that don't have, and I almost admire them more that, that I used to see people with some primitive equipment that, <laughs> that are just turning out gold, man, gems. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool to see. All right. Um, lambs wool applicators. You know, with all the, the, the new technology out there, there are still times when my brother John will break out a lamb's wool applicator and it still blows me away today. And he does a beautiful job with them. Now, he'll ha- he's probably got, a, I would bet you right now, he's got a lamb's wool applicator that he has going for probably years. Because once we got them broken in back in the day when we used them from day to day, I mean, we would break them in, we would get a brand new one, we would uh, put it in a washing machine and dry it, get it, you know, get all the fuzz off it. Put it on the put it on a block. Take a cigarette lighter, uh, and and hit it with a cigarette lighter. Get all the fuzzy stuff off of it. Then we would put it on the first coat. Never trust it on the second coat for a long time before it was like, all right, I trust this one now. And once you get it, you know, uh, broken in. Well, you always kept it in poly, and you just you know put it in the can, and that was your one. And if you ever lot, never took it out of the poly. Yep. Always stored it in the poly. Never cleaned it. Nothing. And through all technology, trim pads, uh, T-bars, heavyweight T-bars, roller covers, all the brushes, the lamb's wool still hanging in there. Well, Pete and my son um, still use lamb's wool. If they're doing a poly job, Yeah, they're doing a lot more water now, tons more water, but they're still... You know, there's still some people out there that want poly. And yep. they, as many times as I showed them in gyms and everything, how, no, 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 just use a heavyweight T-bar with the poly. No, they're still lambswool guys. Yep. Still a lambswool guy. They, so, yeah, they're still using it. Um, you know, you go back to the lambswool when Robbie... Robbie Smith from our uh, tech department, PM department. Uh, he called me. We were talking about the red out. And he goes, you know, I've been using a a water whiz to apply this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I go, boy, I haven't heard that term in yeah. 20-something years. Right? And here's, a, here's another reason I just love this kid. He's an old soul. Mm-hmm. He's the old, He's the new generation of us. But he's still an old guy at heart, right? Yeah, yeah. And he says to me, you know, sometimes to go forward, you got to look back. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Did you really just say that? Yeah. And we laughed, but I was like, oh, this kid's an old soul. But I was like, where the hell can I even get a water whiz? And so we got the water whiz and worked pretty good. But some of the people in the class were like, what the hell's a water whiz? And I said, well, you know, it's the lamb's wool block. And then one kid looks at me and he goes, what's a lamb's wool block? And I was like, all right. So, yeah. all right, now I know where I'm starting with you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. 
All right, Robbie. You got remember, one that's how we all started laying water base. With lamb's wool? No, with the taking the lamb's wool off and putting on the foam foam pad on the block. Mm, I can't. Or did you I, go I, right I think, to the T-bar? I, I, I think we went right to T-bar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know something? Because we had trouble getting T-bars for a while, so we were using the water whiz. If you go out to California right now, there are guys that are using a lamb's wool, or not a lamb's wool, but, a, but the, uh, an applicator that a lot of guys don't see and do a fantastic jobs with it. And what it is, they take like a squeegee, like a window squeegee. And you take the, the you know, the, um, the, 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 the material off of a, off of a, a T-bar, off the foam, like a block like you're talking about. And yeah. you cut, cut it like an inch, an inch, an inch strip of it, just an inch, and put it in the squeegee. And they're using that instead of T-bars and instead of any other, that's their, that's their way of coating the floor and turning out some beautiful jobs. Where, who, what Bona Guy showed, was that Larry? Larry Steven? Excuse me, did you just say what Bona Guy showed me that? Yeah. No, I've known that way before I went to work for Bona. No, 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 but I, I just recently saw, you, I think it was if, Larry Steven. If you Steven. saw it, you probably saw it from Larry Steven because he is in California. I think yeah. this, I think this, I'm going to say this started in California, but I, you know, someone could call him BS on that, but I think that's, that's where it started and probably the only place they're really doing it and it works. So, and what, what guys really like about it is backing out of a room with it. Uh, it does real well. I, I'm telling you, I swear, I think Larry Stevens was showing us this, um, working with Nordic seal and natural seal. Okay. That Good same up. thing that you're talking about. Yeah. Interesting. I think. Okay. Um, all right, Rob, you want to go next? What'd we do? Lamb's wool? Lamb's wool. Trammel points? Lamb's drum, wool. Drum, no, you drum, go next. Drum Sanders? Um, oh, and they're, they're, almost at, they're almost dead, completely dead, is the best nailer that's ever been in our industry, bar none. There has never been a better nailer than the Kavanaugh nailer. Every listener knows what a Kavanaugh nailer is just because of you. The people from Kavanaugh should be sending you some money because I know people are going to, can you still buy them? The people, from, Kav- the people from Kavanaugh have been dead long, long time ago. Uh, you have to, you have to know somebody who's got one because you can't, you finally, they're done. You can't get it. There's actually a, a lady and her husband out in, in California. They still use them. Nikki, she's on a, She's on TikTok under Nikki Hardwood, N-I-K-K-I-H-A-R-D-W-O-O-D. So it's at Nikki Hardwood. Uh, but um, if you use a Kavanaugh nailer, here's a mistake people make. Is they run, they run off a regular compressor and, and they're, they're running boom, 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 boom. As, you know, as fast as they can pull the trigger, they're doing it, right? The problem is that compressor has to cycle. So you're getting full pressure a lot of the times until it cycles down and then you're not getting enough pressure. It's not setting the, it's not setting it, the boards good enough or the nail isn't getting driven deep enough. So if you do that type of floor, you should have the wheelbarrow type compressor. Unless you're slower and you work by yourself, maybe whatever. But if you're humping, making time, you want a bigger compressor with the two, with like the, the two tanks. The M-Glow. The there blue you go. M-Glow. The, the blue M-Glow, yes. Yes, so, the dual yeah. tanks, like you know, uh, 
uh, it's got like the dolly system. You pick it yes, up and roll it yes. around the one wheel. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, wheel, yes, yes. Yep. Yep. So a much, much better system than uh, using it off a of regular. Well, you uh, don't see those on the job anymore. When's the last time you saw an M-Glow? My brother's job. They still use them? And that's the secret. And people try to cinch them up too much. They, they cinch them up tight. And you used to be able to do that with a Kavanaugh because it nailed so good. But now those the, the nailers are different now. So you just can't over cinch the floor. And, uh, and, and, and use that compressor. It does a great job. So uh, we had a bunch of I, those. That was a good compressor. We had those forever. That the, what I just explained was important to about ten people. So <laughs> that technology, unfortunately, is on its way out. So, well, how are they going to top nail floors? Well, you said there's somebody that has a nailer out there will do it. Well, no, I mean they're going to have to. Use, there's a there's a nailer. There's a nail curl. Yeah, there is. A, I won't mention the brand, but there is a particular brand out there, but. I really don't think there's a good solution in my book there, but you have to use uh, the Senko type nailer, top nailer. Uh, we used to, I don't like the way the nail, I don't like the size of the nail hole it leads in the floor. And I don't like the the shape of the nail hole. So it, if I were switching to a Senko, I would take the, the, take the, the set out and I would take a file to it and file it, make it smaller. Uh, the problem is then sometimes it skips a little bit more, but that's way too much information for this show. But uh, that's what well, I those do. 10 people are going to be pretty happy. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Okay. Um, you know, you can go back to manual nailers that still have a place in this job in our industry. Guys still use manual nailers. So it's not your everyday nailer. It's certainly not for everybody, but there are times when it's not a bad idea to bring them out to a job. Well, so, uh, you know, it's funny you said that because I was at a garage sale over the summer and they had a porter nailer there. Remember mm, the gray porter yeah, nailer? Yes, yes. And yeah. that was one of the first pieces of equipment Peter and I bought when we left the family business. We bought a brand new porter nailer and uh, five bucks I got it for. And I just can't wait to uh, have my grandsons nail in some floors using that machine. I'll be darned. That's, that's a, why that's I a, bought it. Yeah, that, that's cool. That'll be fun. All right. And then, of course, there's a lot of old guys left on the job. <laughs> you know, let's face it. Um, these these tools, some of them don't ever wear out, but uh, floor guys do. And, um, you know, uh, we see that uh, the average age now for contracts is like 50. I heard 52. I've heard 56, whatever. It's up there. And um so take care of yourselves, man, because, um, you know, I just talked to another guy who's having shoulder, shoulder surgery. So um, you, whatever you can do to, 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 you know, give some longevity to your career, even if it's another, another five years, can make all the difference in the world to a lot of people economically in your business, in your life, to stretch it out of your career another five, five years or six years or whatever, and not cut your career short. So wearing the proper knee pads, Using the ear, ear protection, man, and, and you owe it to your. And I see a lot of videos of, of, of young guys are studs, man, really strong guys that are not using knee pads. I swear to you, it will come back to bite you. I know, I know you don't feel it today. I know you don't, it doesn't seem like it's going to get you, but I promise you it will. So you've got to take care of your knees and your body because, like these machines we just rattled off, you wear out your body parts will wear out. 
So, and by switching to the, some of the new technology, I could, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to bring up power drive because it gets you off your knees. Okay. It, it can add time to your career. Um, and so using some of these new systems out there, taking care of your body, um, you know, we keeping live those, up, keeping those testosterone levels up good and high. You yeah. want to get that, them up good and high for sure. Yes. Um, you know, uh, we, uh, you know, we sometimes joke around with PSA announcements also, Rob and I, but, um, you know, we live longer and have to work longer and expected life expectancies longer than they have ever been. So you don't want to outwork your body or outlive your body. You know what I mean? You want to be useful to the end. So, uh, we're sometimes not very good at taking care of ourselves, but it's important to do that. So, uh, I think some life I've had to do it myself. Lifestyle changes me. I don't eat the way I did 20 years ago. I don't eat the way I did 10 years ago. Uh, so I've had to do some changes. So take care of yourselves, man. Um, and, um, thanks for listening to us, uh, again for this episode. And, um, Rob, you got anything else you need to add? No, wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right. So thank you very much. This has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please stay tuned for another episode. Oh, yeah.